0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Our fourth session on rifle speech. My name is Wendy. Um, Might be a familiar or new face to some of you. Uh, I was here at the beginning and I'm really happy to be back here uh, today and to practice with all of you. So what we're going to do is start off with a guided sit. So feel free to do any minor movement or adjustments you need to get comfortable, right? And take a comfortable position that feels right for your body. and settle into this posture. We'll be here for about 14 minutes. You might want to adjust your posture to be a little bit upright, alert, yet relax. Gently close your eyes if you're comfortable. If not just a slight downward gaze. We can do this meditation of focusing inward meanwhile being aware that there might be sound surrounding us in this space. As we perceive there might be sound of a door opening or footsteps other yogis settling in. We can fold that into our meditation. It's all about being aware. It's practicing the awareness. I invite you to arrive and settle wherever you are, Take a moment to acknowledge what it took to get here. Appreciating this opportunity to be here in this gathering, to practice together. As we settle, it's a process to transition from doing to non doing. So we take a mindful, intentional pause. Just set aside some activity temporarily. This pause. It invites us to interrupt our habitual pattern, perhaps of reactivity. This pause. It's an invitation to let go. Letting go. Of any lingering thoughts? Perhaps what happened right before getting here? Things in the past. Things that we might have to do later, or plans we have. Let's set that aside for now. and pick it up later and so we settle this is a process of transitioning from movement active energy towards stillness inviting calm. We can imagine ourselves as a snow globe shaken and now we arrive here resting. In this pause, watch the glitter settle. being respectful of the process. We can watch with kind, loving attention. this way, we practice pausing, being mindful of what's happening in the body and what's happening in the mind. I invite you to bring your attention to the experience of breathing. Bring your attention to breathing in and breathing out. sensations are clearest to you. Maybe the nostril, the chest, the belly, And stay connected to this rhythm of breathing in. Any time the mind wanders off, gently let go. Just return to the breath as your anchor. relax the mind by relaxing the body. bring your attention to your body that might be touching the floor, your feet, the bottom of the chair, Contact points. We can exhale and allow the body to just receive that support. We can settle a little bit further into this posture. allow the body to feel its way, centered, grounded, stable. so we can trust the body to find its way. With each exhale, invite yourself to relax a little bit more. Notice any sensation as they arise. You can exhale to relax. Just an invitation, not expectation. The sensation is strong. Perhaps we can soften around it, acknowledge it with kindness. invite awareness to be more wider, spacious. We can extend our field of awareness internally and externally. we can be aware of our surroundings through a sense door like sudden sounds relax and open we can experience what's immediate here in this experience in this moment just gently attuning to what might be rising what might be falling and what's changing in the present moment. An invitation to attune to emergence.
1: Anybody have concerns about us not wearing our masks? Thank you, Wendy. Welcome everyone. I'm Tanya Weiser. Wonderful to see you. Thank you for making the drive and, you know, getting here in whatever way you did, so. So today is the first of the second portion of the path. The path is divided into three kind of groupings. The first grouping is panya, wisdom. So that was wise view and wise intention, right? And so um you can start the path anywhere, but the nice thing about starting with, you know, the wisdom is that things flow forward, make sense, right? Um And so with wise view, we are orienting toward our experience, understanding the Four Noble Truths and understanding the kind of conditioned nature of life, the constructed life. And then we move into wise intention, which has the intention of non-harming, loving kindness, and renunciation. So those are the three wise intentions. From there, those kind of wisdom spaces, we move into sila, life, ethics, engagement, community, how we relate, how we bring ourselves into the world. So the first part of that is wise speech. And that's what we'll be talking about today. With wise speech, um, there are five basic characteristics that are considered wise speech. And then we could, I'll, I'll name sort of the opposites of them, right? So wise speech, unwise speech, to speak or not to speak. Is it true? This is wise speech if it's truthful. If it's false, it's not wise speech. Just take a minute to think about why truth might be important on this path. For yourself, for your life. The second aspect is, is it kind? Does it promote concord? Meaning, Cohesiveness, community. Or, is it divisive, dividing people, or harsh? The a second. Third, is it purposeful? Is there a reason that would flow from wise view and wise intention? Is it purposeful what we're speaking about? Not to speak would be if it's pointless and idle chatter. Idle chatter. We can get into that more as we go. But um, the fourth is is it beneficial? That helpful? Is what we're saying helpful or unhelpful, unbeneficial? And then the fifth is is it timely versus untimely? And this is a big one, right? So Wendy was emphasizing pausing in the meditation. Pausing is turning out to be pretty important so far in our, our studying the Dharma, right? So that is the, just the basic overview of wise speech. And we just wanted to give you a broad brush And Sandra will talk now, give you a a talk. We'll do the breakouts. I'll do a talk, another breakout. So I'm going to hand the mic to Sandra.
2: So good afternoon. Can you hear me okay? No. 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 Better? No. Yeah? (laughs) Okay, good. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, so wise speech, I think in general, uh, I will say it's wise communication because it's not only what we speak, it's uh, what we write, what we read, uh, social media, art expression. I mean, there's so many ways to communicate isn't it and I think this factor really we can apply all the teachings to every way of communication Uh, so I think think about it Like, think about all the possible ways you communicate and think about it is it true gentle helpful timely is it spoken with kindness with, with metta so just let's start expanding besides speech so we, we are studying the Eightfold Path this is our third factor and as Tanya said it's not kind of a recipe or you do one and then the next and then the next they're all interweave this, yeah, it's like a fabric, uh, like the fabric of, of dharma, of our lives. All of them support each other. And I think with wise speech, wise communication, wise communication supports wise view and wise intention, and the same and the other way around too. Wise view and wise intention supports uh, wise communication. Every moment of the day, really, in every moment we have an opportunity to cultivate wise speech, wise communication, even when we are meditating. So, we may not think that, okay, we're just sitting in the cushion silent and just meditating. That too supports uh, Why this factor? Why speech? Why communication? And the way I think about it is, it's a little bit the causality that exists. Like, like before coming here, uh, I was home. I hit a little bit of traffic. Uh, my phone followed the floor of the car, like, oh my gosh, like there was a lot, a lot of excitement for a moment, and then I came here with had a nice meditation. So what I'm saying to you, the way I'm saying it to you, it's impacted by all that. All that just happened before coming here is going to influence the way I'm speaking to you, what the ideas that come up. if I tell you a little story, all that is influenced by all that. As you're listening to me, the way I speak, my accent, uh, my body language, and I have a lot of edge, I tend to move a lot of my hands, that's going to impact the way you listen to me. Because listening is also part of wise speech. And then the ideas that I'm telling you, and if you're in conversation, uh, think about it all that is going to impact what's going to happen next. So in that sense, it's, everything is an opportunity to practice, to cultivate wise communication. I think the... Uh, I like also to think about why speech is not only what I comes out of my mouth, of where I write or why I express, but also the way I listen. And sometimes as we move, uh, this body language, the, the our eyebrows, everything is communicating something. So in a way we speak with like mind and body and we listen with mind and body. And I think you're gonna have an opportunity to go deeper into that during the next four weeks with the weekly exercises. But just this is just a little uh, a white brush, as Tanya said. I love that <laughs> expression. So the um, the Buddha gave us the simplest frame for wise speech uh, is basically avoiding wrong speech. So abstaining from false, divisive, harsh, idle speech. That's kind like a big group. We can, and, and again, you're going to see that they're all in a way connected. One, one thing leads to the next. False speech, let's start there. So could you get in touch with a moment in which you lied or misled somebody? And probably, I think we've all been there. And maybe shame or guilt comes up. And, okay, how how is that? How is that experience? How does it feel in the body to lie? And what, what was the motivation? What made you, like, the white lie? I mean, like not saying the the full truth or embellishing the truth or things like that. There are so many ways that we could lie. And it doesn't feel good. I feel it, like in my belly, it feels so tight. My breathing accelerates a little bit, like I feel like I need more air. (laughs) And there's so much energy going into those situations. Once we put a lie outside in the world, like if you want to make sure that nobody finds you, <laughs> we need to start making more lies and accommodating. Oh, I remember what was it that I said at that moment? It takes a huge amount of energy and effort to lie. False speech is, wow, what if we better use that energy? in a different way. Uh, One of the ways false speech can hurt us is by omission. And we see it a lot. Like in the marketplace, politics, publicity. If you... Use this then you're going to be loved, you're going to be liked. I mean there's that, so it's such a subtle way of lying, <laughs> so pervasive. Um, I think also dishonesty and, and the mistrust that the lies that false speech creates, and dishonesty and mistrust are contagious. I think as we are in a covid pandemic i think we're in a false speech pandemic too <laughs> all the fake news and gosh it's sometimes it's impossible to know what's what's real so false speech and divisive speech uh, are self-serving they're, they're You're trying to achieve something for yourself, for your own benefit. And it's not necessarily born of evil or, I don't know, it's not always that. A lot of the things that bring us to, for full speech, devices, speech, are habits, our patterns, the way we erase all those biases that we have. Fear, and there's also the the ill intention, of lie or divisive speech. When the end justifies the means, where this it's really so sad. I think we see it so much in politics and nowadays, and the exploitation of our fears. Uh, it goes to be very primal, and there's people who specialises in producing those kind of speeches, social media politics, we we see it everywhere. Harsh speech, I think <laughs> that hurts everyone. Can you, and what, what is it, hard speech? So have you yelled at somebody? Uh, I mean, you're in a really bad mood. Something happens and, wow, I, it, I think we, it has happened to all of us. And um, I think it's good to know it, to see it, to remember it, because, wow, it hurts. It's, it's painful. And the consequences of it, the way we hurt others, hurt us back. And there's some subtle ways of harsh speech. So you're in traffic, rush hour, and somebody <laughs> cuts you out. That sign that you make with your hand, <laughs> or that little yeah thing that you say, it doesn't feel good. Or you're so upset that you're not going to let anybody else merge into your line. That's in a way, it's harsh speech. And it doesn't feel good. I mean, the tension rises, heartbeats, everything. It's like, wow. Oh. <laughs> what what makes us do that? And I think I come back to what I was saying at the beginning is, uh, what are you listening in the radio, for example, in your car? What kind of conversation you are or you're in a teleconference. Uh, I mean, sometimes I'm commuting and I'm working. And that's, that's not very skillful. <laughs> that makes me do stupid stuff, really. Uh, other type of our speech is uh, ridiculing. So th- those sayings sometimes are very regional, maybe a country, a specific group of people, cultural words that become part of a language that we don't even question anymore, and that can be so offending. Most of my day, I, I, I left. I, I've been out of my country for many, many years, and um, the once a year that I go, a couple of times I go. I I started paying a lot of attention. I speak English most of the time, so when I go back, like I start not that I'm forgetting my own language, but like I started paying more attention on the words I use, and some of those words are. Wow, that's offensive! Like, oh, I like I've been using that word for all my life, and like, ooh, that that's shocking! Like, it made me realize how many expressions there are. They're are, yeah, it, they're just not not nice. And sometimes, even with the best intentions, we say things that. Um, that are harsh to somebody in the room. So um, there was this uh, event, <laughs> this um, episode, in, we were at IRC, and I, I was working in the kitchen for our, our job, our job um, meditation work. And somebody said something like, oh, it's so great to get a Latina for the cleaning jobs in the kitchen. It was said with the best, like, wow, you're doing such a great job, isn't it? But, oh, my gosh, like, oof, that was harsh speech." <laughs> and, it, it, I mean, we were in the middle of the, medit- and the retreat. It was, it was, There was no ill intention, but we need to pay attention to the things we say. Um, yeah, I was like, "Oof!" <laughs> that felt bad. Um, and it, it's again, it, there wasn't an ill intention there, but we need being mindful of our speech. Wise speech, I think, is one of the most difficult factors in the path. Um, we, we I, I don't think we'll ever. It's, a, it's, it's always work in progress it's always work in progress we're going to catch ourselves saying things reacting in certain ways, saying certain words that that wasn't skillful um, now I don't chatter I think we it's so difficult to be in silence uh, like, like silence can be so uncomfortable in the day to day Uh, Like at the workplace, uh, I don't know. For example, sometimes we come to meetings, we come early, and there's this weird, it's so uncomfortable that people just start talking mindlessly. I mean, it it may not be hurtful or terrible, but it's like, there's really nothing to say here. Um, Gossiping, (laughs) it's so easy, isn't it? Or even, I think, idle chatter also happens as a escape valve. If, you've been, if you're stressed out or something and you just find somebody, maybe not somebody that you trust too much, and just that silly talking that is not taking you anywhere, it's kind of a way to release the tension. And it's not, again, it's not evil in itself, or, but is it helpful? Does it, I mean... What is it bringing to the room? Is it helping me to be grounded? Or, I don't know. It, it can also help you, like when you are in a new group of people, sometimes that idle chatter is a way to start a conversation because like, I don't know what you do, and but it, it kind of has a purpose. So uh, idle chatter in itself is not something to avoid completely, because sometimes it's a way to starting a connection, getting to know somebody. So to bring this uh, like intuition to our wise speech. It's, it's not a formula. I wish it was. It will be so easy. Don't do A, B, C, and D, and do this, this, and this. Wise speech, I don't think it's as easy as that. Now, the, the listening part, the skillful listening. Knowing how our words, our, our body language, how, how, is, how is the other person reacting to that, attuning to, to what is being said. Like listening with compassion, with kindness. Like that comment that I mentioned, you say, wow that was it that an ill intention? No. I mean it just it just probably was said in the wrong way. So can I bring some kindness to that thing that hurt me in a way? Can I not make it about myself? Can I yeah. Can I just see the person there and give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so um, so we say what we need to avoid and then what Tanya was mentioning so be, beyond avoiding and abstaining for certain types of communication so timely speech so it may be true it may be helpful it may be even kind but is it the right moment to say it and sometimes it's so much better not to say anything, even if it meets all the other requirements. Is the person ready? Is, Is it the right moment for this person to listen to what I have to say? True speech. To remember that the truth is different for every person. The way I see a situation and I experience something is very different from the way you experience the situation. What is true to me may not be true to you. A situation that may may give you pleasure, some reason something makes you happy, to, to, to other person may make them miserable. And to be aware of those things is important. It's a, it's a nice opportunity to review our views, our biases. What is it here that I'm, I don't know. If It's something that you take, somebody reacts in a, in a different way than you are reacting. So what is it here for me to learn? What is it that I'm not seeing? It's such a great opportunity. Gentle speech. It's not about only soft words and soft language. Um. But it's I mean we we can I think we all have heard uh, in very nice kind words very ill-intentioned messages. So it it goes beyond that, and then it, it's so important when you're delivering a difficult message, to bring that extra kindness and yeah compassion meta. I think I'm gonna stop here <laughs> because we have more things to come. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Sandra. You can hear me, okay? All right. Uh, so, in a moment, we're gonna do some breakout session and have a chance to practice mindful speaking and mindful listening. Um, before we do so, uh, what we like to do right now is just review the guidelines and agreement that uh, it was part of a handout that we did before. Now I know this is we've gone through the guidelines a couple of times, so what I thought we could do is invite you to I 'll go over the information, but you might decide to listen to it in a different way or receive it in a different way. So maybe just take a pause and relax your body for a moment. And if you like and it's supportive, you can close your eyes while I drop in some of these agreements. As you listen to these words, just notice how it might land for you in your body, in your current state. So, aggrievements, confidentiality. What is said here stays here. Responses are by invitation only. Speak from personal experience and avoid giving advice. Speak with kindness. Pay particular attention to comments having to do with identity. Practice mindfulness of speaking during the small groups. And here are some specifics for that. When talking, know that you're talking. Pauses are golden. Allow the pace of conversation to slow down. It helps to keep the volume of the conversation at a quiet level, notice agitation or ease, excitement or eagerness. Notice the impact. Of the content of your experience, especially emotions, and how the body is impacted. Can you know what you're going to say before you say it? What is the motivation for your speech? And I'll go over mindfulness while listening. Are you present for the other person when they're speaking? How does the content of what you're listening to impact you. And avoid planning what you would like to ask or say when it is your turn to speak. So thank you for receiving that in a slightly different way. Um, What I wanted to do is um, just set some context, and then we'll go into breakout groups. We talked about the mindful speaking and mindful listening. It's not easy to do. It's challenging, yet it's very rewarding. When we get into talking particular, it's so easy to go into the content, the topic, the story. And then we kind of lose our sense of how we are in this moment. Whether it's body, emotions, or just mind state. It's almost like, um, you know, you go to a theater and you watch a movie. Get so caught immersed into the story. Right? That we forget, oh, I'm sitting in a dark room. The floors might be sticky. I'm with a partner. There could be popcorn spilled over. But can we be aware that both of these experiences are happening at the same time? So um, the activity we're going to do is an invitation to be in this kind of uh, awareness. Um, and we're practicing in this way, and we're going to practice in a particular way, by inviting pause. When we have a pause between speaking, it allows us to notice what's coming up for us, what might be tendencies. And when we notice, we can there's an opportunity to see it and then decide with choice how we might respond or do things differently. So when we pause we are inviting those five questions that's been posed is it truthful beneficial kind purposeful is it timely is it spoken with in concord and so when we pause maybe invite also relaxing that allows us to receive that fuller spectrum of experience. Um, another way to describe this practice is um, called 50-50 mindfulness. Andre Othello, one of the founding teachers here who studies um, with Sarayu Uteshaniya, he talks about whatever that we're doing, be it speaking or listening, that we have 50% of our mindfulness on the content, right? And then the 50%, the experience of whatever we're doing. So so with that, what I'd like to do is, in a moment, I'm going to ask if you can pair up in diet, and we're going to each practice being speaker, being listener, and then... Uh, switch roles, and we'll have a chance to regroup. And uh, all the breakout activity is optional. You do have a choice if you choose not to participate. That's fine, too. So let's go ahead and maybe pair up with someone next to you that you might not know so much. Um, And then, yeah. Oh, one, yeah, one thing, I will be giving further instructions. So maybe not outside the building, but at the community hall, or you can hear me, that would be good. Is that it? You have a partner? Going out to the Okay. I
1: don't have one. Mm-hmm. And did you have
0: one? Okay. okay. So, so go ahead and form pairs and then briefly introduce your name, your location, and decide the the person with the beginner uh, first name in the beginning of the alphabet will be the speaker. Okay, so just decide on that, and then I'll give you more instructions. Okay. I, I will give you further instructions, so, Good question, Mark. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, I think everybody have subtle in. Yeah, great. So here's what we're going to do. You might want to sit yeah, across from each other, uh, facing. Tick, facing each other, if it, that's comfortable. We'll too. Oh, okay, you're going to go outside. Okay, all right. So I'm going to give you the full instructions, and then I'll ring, go out and ring the bell. Just make sure you can hear me. So here's the what you're going to do. The invitation is for the listener, the first listener you're going to offer the gift of silent, mindful presence. All right, just support your speaker. At the same time, you're going to be mindful of your embodied experience, allowing what sensations come up as you hear and listen. Just know what's here, what's happening. And then at times, you might actually notice your mind wander. Just get curious, what's that experience? And when you do notice your mind wandering, bring it back. Okay. And invite the pause to support you as you listen while being mindful of your body here. So that's for the l- listener. For the speaker, you're invited to bring awareness to your body. Okay? And again, using pause to support you. So we ask you to notice any sensations that are felt in the body at this moment. Try not to add any emotional reaction or narrative to it, but more body sensations. Okay? So you might begin by just like naming your sensations. I'm feeling my seat on the cushion, tension on the neck, that kind of thing. But as you speak, you might actually notice more subtle sensations, and you can name those too. So again, use the pause to support you. So there might not be a lot of words spoken because you're kind of feeling into your experience and then sharing that out loud. Okay? Shall I model it just briefly? Yeah. or you are good? <laughs> okay, I see yes and no. Okay. So All right. Okay, I'm glad some people... So I'll just model it just too. Um, so the idea of I'll be the speaker here. So I might just... I'm just... Taking my moment, pausing. For me, it helps to close my eyes. I am feeling my feet on the floor, the pressure in my seat. And as I open my eyes, I become aware of time, like whether. I'm feeling a little flustered right now in the moment because seeing the time made me realize, are we behind? Mm-hmm. So that's what's coming up for me in this moment. Okay? So that's the content of what we're going to share, the, the body experience. Okay, So I will ring the bell for you to start, and I'll ring the bell. That'll be your cue to switch roles. And at the end, you'll have a chance to debrief.
2: Okay? Do we have any topics?
0: The topic is... What am I noticing in the body in this present moment while speaking? So, yeah, you have about three minutes per person. I'll ring the bell. Okay. And I'll, I'll step over there. Will this work? Yeah. So they can hear me. Okay.
1: All right. Not outside.